Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Goodbye, University. This is Jeanette, and I am really, really, really happy to be spending some time with you all right now. Kim Falconer is launching a monthly series, Alignment with the Stars. This is our first call. Kim, I'm so excited for this. Thank you. Me too. Really be- excited. Before we talk about the call, we actually started a little early because I wanted to hear about your weekend or week in Byron Bay. Tell us what's going on there and what you've been up to. Super exciting. We've got the Byron Bay Writers Festival, which is an annual festival that's grown from a couple thousand to I think 40,000 um, people this year are here, which is kind of big for uh, this area. And I kicked it off with a workshop that I did on Monday. There's a, a series of workshops for the first few days, and then there's, we've got like 150 authors coming to do panels and presentations, and it's it's just fabulous. And I got to do this workshop, which I titled Bad Boys, <laughs> Right to Dark Heroes to Die For. <laughs> and the material is wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it went great. It was real fun. So are you back home now, or are you still in Byron Bay? Well, I see. I live in Byron Bay, so this is the most convenient uh, oh, festival in the country. Oh, I thought you were country. traveling for this. Yeah, oh. no, oh, no, no. Well, I am. I ride my bike out to the festival grounds. <laughs> that takes <laughs> 45 <Right>? minutes. <laughs> so wow. That's a bit. But, no, that's what's so big about it. This is a huge country here in our events. It's like a, a big, long plane flight to get anywhere. Um, so to have this big of, uh, of an event here in Byron is um, really great for me. So, uh, it, yes, the peak of the events will be on the weekend coming up and lots of toing and froing. But, wow. yeah, my hometown. <laughs> well, we <laughs> sure appreciate your taking time out to talk with us about oh, the happy. stars and the planets and the energies and and giving us a law of attraction take on how to best manage all this. Yeah, well, I'm real happy to do it because we we tend, oh, it's amazing, just, oh, we have like thousands of years of, of inherited beliefs and cultural conditioning that when we think about the stars and planets, whether however we feel about them intellectually, we have this uh, inheritance that we are fated. Shakespeare talks about it a lot, you know, the crossed stars and doomed by such and such or born under the lucky whatever. And <laughs> it's, it's so important to me, obviously as an astrologer, but also as a law of attraction practitioner and a deliberate creator to really start to un- unravel and undo those conditions this conditioning that tells us uh, there's some things we don't have control over. Yeah, that's just not the way it is. <laughs> uh, you know, that is music to my ears to hear that from someone who has studied the stars as much as you have. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> 
and and I think that's also why we love you so much at GVU. So, so tell us what we're talking about today, or, is, or should we do a formal bio since this is your first call? I mean, why don't you lay out for us just how cool you are? Oh, <laughs> that sounds like homework assignment to me. <laughs> well, no, just briefly, because I, what I want to talk about is what's going on for you guys, and and that's what's important to me right now. But I'm. I'm an astrologer. My father was an astrologer before me, so I grew up with it, and I've been uh, doing readings for almost 40 years. <laughs> so got some experience in that area and have made it you know, a life study. And right from the – I was so fortunate. My very first teacher when I was like 15, when I uh, started uh, formally studying it, she was this mystic, and her very first thing that she taught me was everything depended on your thoughts. And this was way back when, way, way, way before anybody in the secret was probably born. <laughs> so it was, and she she's talking about some very ancient mystical knowledge. It's all about Mercury. It's all about your thoughts. And what you think and anything you think is going to be what you experience. And that's the first thing I really learned um, after my ABC. So uh, that's where I'm coming from <laughs> in a nutshell. If anyone wants to uh, learn more about my orientation or the kind of readings I do and that sort of thing, they can go to my website, which is falconastrology.com. So that's F-A-L-C-O-N astrology.com. Just Google me. You'll find me. There's uh, also my author site because I am a uh, fantasy author. So those interested in uh, reading my books, they're out there too. It's super easy to find uh, either one. <laughs> either I got to tell you how excited I was to see the cover of Journey by yes. Night. Yes. Wow. I know. Huh? I know. Yeah, it's so exciting. I've got uh, my latest. It's the sixth in the series. It's the last one in this series it's coming out the first of september and the cover arts of the last three books have been done by my son and um yeah if anyone's on facebook i've put all three together i'll put that on my website too but all three are kind of lined up together and it's just uh spectacular to just the artwork alone (laughs) i didn't mean I, I knew he supported your work i didn't realize he had done your cover art but it is absolutely fabulous yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's really exciting. There's a lot of astrology in kind of woven into the stories mm-hmm. I tell too, which is a wonderful way to to learn it and get an idea of it because uh, through the characters and their relationship to how they they uh, work with the astrology, you probably get a good idea of how I do too. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. very cool. Thank you. Very, very cool. All right. So today, we're are we launching our discussion with uh, with the focus on Mercury? Yes, I I wanted to focus on Mercury Mercury for two reasons. The number one, Mercury is, and when we talk about planets, we're we are looking at a symbol system. We're talking about a symbol, and that's very different from a sign. A sign is like. When you're driving, it says stop. <laughs> That's a sign, or it says yield. That's when something is telling you a, a concrete um, direction. A symbol is much different. It is a deeper spiraling 
level of information and meaning. It has much deeper meaning. Stop just means stop, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, but this a symbol like uh, a the an astrological uh, sign such as you know Libra or Gemini, uh, the, the planets, Mercury, the aspects. These are symbols that represent something much deeper, and it goes through layer and layer and layer. So we're starting with Mercury, which is the symbol and metaphor of communication, and it's also the metaphor for thought. And as I said originally, that's where it all begins, with our thoughts. And out there in the uh, night sky, (laughs) Mercury is doing something it does three or four times a year, and what that is is it goes retrograde. It turns around, it appears from where we're standing, to turn around and go backwards. And from you know thousands of years ago, the Sumerians who first started plotting the stars and the wandering stars, which are the planets, we have noticed that certain energies are vitalized or uh, change direction along with the changing direction of Mercury. And we, if we are aligned with that, we can leverage that energy for deeper insight and stronger, more powerful uh, creation, deliberate creation. And that's what I want to get people on board with today. Well, well, that's that's interesting to me. How it just is, it appears to be retrograde, but just the appearance of something has an effect on us because obviously in the real world, or out, out uh, if we were on Mercury, we wouldn't feel like we were going backwards. It's just a, our perception. It's our perception, and obviously planets in orbiting the sun do not stop and turn around and go backwards in our in our universe. <laughs> I don't, I, they may be, they do that somewhere else, but it would be, Einstein would, you know, like, he'd explode if that, he would not know how to uh, work that into his special theory of relativity <laughs> doesn't have you know it doesn't happen in our uh, concrete reality uh, but it appears that way and what's really going on which is so interesting people don't realize is when planets um all the planets except the sun and moon will have retrograde periods but when they do that it means they're closer to us they're they're as close to us as they they're going to get and that is a symbol for hey, this energy is tapping you on the shoulder. This is a part, I mean, the, the one of the tenets in the astrology is as above, so below. And what it means is that what's going on out there is a f- reflection of what's going on in your psyche, in your very inner world. And when your planet of communication is as close to you as it can get and appearing to go backwards, there is an intention there. And the intention is for you to to get something, to rethink something, to put your focus on something that you, we've been so busy in life going forward, going forward, going forward, uh, that we don't get. And I know um, right away it makes you think, like Abraham says, Everyone's in a, a historian, you know, don't look back. And <clears throat> these are totally valid points. I mean, it's not saying dwell on 
you know, past in any uh, in rehash old stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Reflection in its highest form means to reconsider a way that you or an approach that you've been uh, going on default. Reconsider it. Because now, is that just for Mercury, or is that for all planets that go retrograde? It's for it's it's Mercury is very particularly saying reconsider the way you think about something. Uh, Mars retrograde is reconsider how you act, knee-jerk in this situation. Uh, Jupiter is reconsider how you, you, your sense of yourself, how you, um, how confident, your confidence and your ability to manifest. Hmm. Saturn is, you know, reconsider your boundaries. They all, um, they all have this sense of reflect and reconsider, but it's in different, um, the, the different, planets represent different aspects of yourself and the key thing is where is this going on for you where do you want to put that reconsideration because without um well with let's forget without but with the some astrological uh background and information we can focus specifically on where we can best do that reflecting Okay, we can, as opposed to, I mean, if you think about your life, I mean, there's a lot, of, it's huge. <laughs> you, you know, all the things that you've lived, well, what am I meant to reconsider? You know, my diet, my relationship, my, you know, where do I put this focus? Because uh, things, yeah, so the 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 um, support that we get from astrology is, in this instance is to help us fine-tune where we're going to do that reconsidering. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. It doesn't make perfect sense. And I didn't realize I didn't realize until just these last few minutes that as a oh boy, I don't even know what to call myself. I don't think amateur astrologer really even does I've read a couple books, let's just put it that way. I would say that you're a student of astrology. Student. Okay, I like that. But I didn't realize <laughs> I, that I kind of a, I had a connotation of retrograde with a little bit of negativity, like okay, problems, challenges, um, like to be on extra careful alert. Um, but uh, what I'm hearing you saying is that isn't at all the case. This 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 phase can be ripe with opportunity. Absolutely. The intention of, of the, uh, this energy is to give us a little a little time out, a little recess, so that we can do this reflection. The reason why people run into technical difficulties, cars break down, you know, there's just a list. I don't want to, like, focus too much on it <laughs> for you guys. But your classical, you're absolutely right, Jeanette, because the classical interpretation of Mercury retrograde is, ooh, don't sign contracts because you'll have to redo them. Don't mm-hmm. make, you know, don't, don't mess things. Your car, check your brakes. Um, forget about yeah, buying a new travel. computer. You know, double check, you double back up everything because, you know, things are going to crash. The, what's really going on <laughs> is that if we neglect, if we ignore the opportunity to reflect, the in, the what happens is we collude with this intention and our unconscious is going to start crashing things around us so that we can't spend hours online or we can't get from a to b we get we get stopped 
we find ourselves dead in the water. So the, what do you do? It's like when you're so busy and, and all you're focused on is one particular thing and you think it's everything and you get sick. Mm. And suddenly you're in bed with a, a novel <laughs> and you just, you're just too unwell to think about anything else. This is your own intention to get, get you off a particular track for a moment so that you can see a bigger picture or you to just get your mind somewhere else. Because the mind, uh, which is a it's a wonderful thing, <laughs> the mind and the intellect, but it's not necessarily in alignment with our whole self. And most people during maybe during this Mercury retrograde, a lot of people don't know about it. Um, there, we don't have a shaman in our community to say, okay, everybody. Stop, you know, we're going to cut down on hunting and gathering and storytelling and we're going to uh, go into a meditative state or we're going to... We don't have that kind of guidance unless, you know, we have our court astrologer with us. (laughs) We don't have that kind of guidance. So we just plow on. We just carry on like everything's uh, the same. And that's when all the wheels fall off the car because... (laughs) or, Or whatever we're doing because it's ourselves stopping that forward motion so we can take time to reflect. i got to say, Kim, I think that um, that reflection, that taking time to pause and and just take stock, I think sometimes in our culture we do less and less and less of that, where it's, you know, packing more stuff in with always a forward focus. Um, I, that's hitting me especially today because this is my first day <laughs> of... Um, <laughs> Yeah, receiving homework of doing nothing, and I thought I was a pretty good goof-off person. But doing nothing, it means not even reading. It means not gardening. It doesn't mean not working. It means doing nothing. And I didn't realize how wired I was to not do that. And so I, I kind of have a new respect for Mercury retrograde in the way that you're sharing it with us here. Mm, mm, mm. And you're absolutely right that... Our culture in particular does not support rest. It does not support uh, a lot of inner reflection. I mean, it, it doesn't support just musing and being... <laughs> musing! I, like oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm doing a musing, musing. for three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, musing's awesome. And I think cr- people really in the creative arts might be that supported a little bit more because it's... Um, it's okay, you've got a reason, you're musing, because later you're going to create something. So that's all right. But we are very uh, hardwired in this our culture to be productive. and Goal-oriented. Goal-oriented, yes, yes, absolutely. And and in that case, you know, the artist, when they're musing, the, the goal is a creative outcome. So to just not, just to just be is, uh, that's a challenge <laughs> for us. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, but I, didn't um, I liked what you said, Jeanette, just um, recently on in your blog of response to someone. I can't remember what, but you said, <clears throat> "Drop your worries, release your resistance, get in a state of allowing." Do you remember saying that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really recently it. on an old yeah. post. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It just popped in, and I thought, oh, my God, she just said exactly what I wanted to say for the, the approach to the Mercury retrograde. 
and it's you can feel the kind of let go in that absolutely feel the let go and because it's retrograding is right now it's in virgo but it's at one degree it's going to slip back and spend most of its time in leo which is a very creative and playful uh sign it's a symbol of something very it's just full of play and if you ever watch children play there is there it's just totally in the moment and the goal isn't really to produce anything there's this a, a very strong presence in it so the more we can kind of find ways to model that or just watch dogs play or kittens wrestle, that kind of in-the-moment being, that's that's what we're after. Sweet. Wow. I'm just smiling even at the thought of it. Yeah. Um, so, Kim, our structure for these calls, I didn't ask you before we started, but um, are we asking questions at the end of this, or did you have specific material you wanted to cover or, or take us through? Well, no, I, I thought... Um, I thought what well we this is kind of a little bit of an experiment because I'm not mm. sure how oh, how we're we're gonna how it's all gonna unfold and I'm yeah it's hard for me to kind of keep track of the what's going on in the chat well I can't I can't and talk I, just, I mean I can glance <laughs> but um, I, I'm not sure what if any questions or any yeah. what's coming up there at all well, so we probably if someone keeps an eye on that but I thought maybe questions as we go there's a few other events that are, you know, astrological events happening this month that I wanted to talk about too. But maybe while we're on Mercury retrograde, we could just open it up to if anyone is wondering uh, where, because as we talk about play and allow and so forth, there's also set an intention on reflecting about a specific, you know, area of your life that you want to rethink. And that's very constructive. And I... I I think that's probably the most supportive thing to do over these next three weeks. So, so Mer- if anyone, when did, Mer- did Mercury go retrograde? It goes retrograde in a few hours. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay, so for anyone listening you were right to the recording. On it. I we didn't even re- remember when we picked this date. It was going to be yeah. the 9th, and then it yeah. was going to be, and we I wasn't even really thinking about where, but I knew it was early, you know, we knew it was early in the month, but yeah, it was just timed out perfectly. Okay. And so what did you this. say that so, for the next three weeks, do what? I'm sorry, Kim, the next three weeks, do nothing, basically, or just be reflective? <laughs> 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 I mean, but the idea is, just think of it as a time to reflect and reconsider a certain area of your life, an approach. And if you don't know where we use Mercury retrograde in the chart, we can see where it's going backwards. We've got a circle with 360 degrees, and there's 19 degrees that Mercury is going to be going backwards through. And that 19 degrees will occur in different places for every person in their chart and that area that it occurs is an area of life and we can look at that area of life and say okay that would be a the the most uh, aligned place to be reconsidering things okay. so if it's retrograding through your sixth house you you might want to reconsider health diet um the ways and means that you approach things i have I do have a few questions from people that weren't able to be on the line that wanted uh, me to just address, so we can do that as well, Jeanette, cool. in terms of... All right, right on. Uh, but if the, the idea right now, how are we going for time? We just, 
if anyone is unclear about where Mercury is retrograding or what that might mean for them, uh, they can ask me. And hopefully if I have your chart in front of me, I can quickly just give you an idea of where that area is. Mm-hmm. And and there's a like um, what we have, Barbara, and I have a list here of people. Greg is online, so that's great. You also uh, gave us a tutorial, too, right? I think that's yes, what I you mentioned on the recording, that in the forums, you, it's in the forums, but I need to place it in the download library as well. Yeah, that'd be okay. great. And it's on my website, too. And I I need a little feedback. Did, has anyone tried the tutorial and were, were, was able to find those 19 degrees in their circle, in their chart? Did anyone uh, get yes, it a go? How'd you go? <laughs> yep. That was great. I, I found it really easy. Hello, Janet. I found it really, really easy. It was helped by the fact that I already knew what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, hey. Okay. But, it was, <laughs> but it was pretty clear, I thought. Once I looked Good. at the... It, once I followed instructions step by step and didn't jump ahead to try it because I was all excited about doing it, <laughs> yeah, it really yeah, worked well. <laughs> great. Okay, so it's in the tutorial. It shows you a... How to create your birth chart on it with a free online service called um, Astro.com, which is just a fabulous uh, site. Oodles of information there if you want to explore. But you can create your chart, and then it shows you okay, how do you find a certain area of your chart? So um, if anyone has trouble with it, let me know. But um, have a go at it first when you. Well, not right now. Like right now, I'm going <laughs> to look it up for you. But um, in the future, <laughs> as we talk about different things going on astrologically, and I say, okay, where is this in your chart? Have a go there first and see if you can uh, learn how to do it. And if not, um, then ask me um, the question. And maybe I can uh, sort it out for you, teach you how to do it. So... Um, Shall I just start with Barbara and Anne? Uh, I know she's not here, but shall I just go through the couple that were uh, asking, and then we can open it up to anyone else who wants to uh, discuss Yeah, and I think Barbara answers. is in chat, so... Um, oh, she is. See, I did Oh, Barbara, hi. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> good. Okay, good. But um, does she want me to go ahead and just mention about the sixth house? or um, Obviously, I'm not going to be... I don't want to talk about anybody's chart if they're not comfortable with me. Um, I would say yes. yes. Is she she spirit strider? Spirited? Yes. Okay, Okay, I see the yes and the smile. And sixth house, go, go, go. Okay. Um, (laughs) Now I'm going to move away from that for a second so I don't get distracted. And I have Barbara here. Um, I've, I've got everyone, hopefully everyone's chart where I can just glance at. Wow, okay, so she's got a packed sixth house. This is super significant for her. When when Mercury is retrograding over a lot of natal planets, in other words, when you're born, it's like just taking a camera snapshot of where the planets, sun, and moon are in the sky. And that chart is just a little star map of where um, all the planets are. It's a completely accurate representation of uh, that moment in time. And then... Of course, time keeps going <laughs> in our perception, and the planets keep moving, and those planets make then relationship back to that first moment in time when you were born. So 
the moment in time when Barbara was born, there was a whole bunch of planets right in a certain sector of the sky, which translates into her sixth house. And the sixth house is super interesting because uh, on the surface we think it's real mundane. It's it's ruled by uh, it's ruled by uh, Virgo. It's one of Mercury's um, Mercury's domains, and it has to do with health of the body and fitness and diet and routine and ritual routine and uh, all kinds of um, people who do service for you like employees or when you are an employee and your relationship with your boss. So we think, wow, that's all pretty uh, basic. Um, (laughs) All all important things. It rules animals as as pets and... um, so your relationship with your veterinarian is there, <laughs> that sort of thing. And and it appears to be really kind of mundane, and it's not. It's super magical. And the reason is we, we have to look at, okay, it, so it rules things like employees and uh, and routine and pets and gadgets. It rules gadgets, which is interesting and has something to do with Virgo's um, joy of gadgets. And and it also rules ritual magic, ritual magic, and a lot of people go, huh? Ooh, no, <laughs> some people magic? go, woo. <laughs> yeah, woo, but they ritual go, how, magic, how, is that, how is that related to, you know, employees and pets? doesn't make sense. But on a deeper level, all those things, whether it's your routine or someone who does service for you or your animals, uh, these are all ways and means that you accomplish your will. This is probably the true house of awareness of deliberate creation because it is the ways and means that you accomplish your will. For example, just on a, a super basic level, gadgets, I'm just thinking like a corkscrew. <laughs> How else are you going to get that thing out? You know, it accomplishes your will. Your ga- gadgets support you getting done what you want to get done. Employees, same things. Pets, you know, you're in, originally the dog uh, guarded the home. They uh, serve as companionship and uh, babysitter. The cat is keeping mice out of your grain bin. These are all supports the health of the body. Without a healthy body, what's the, you know, the spirit doesn't have, you know, something very fun to bang around in. These are all areas of life where it's an area of life where when that's running at peak, it's much easier for us to accomplish our will. And ritual magic is all about intention and creating. Ritual magic is deliberate creation. It's just an older word for it. So when Mercury goes retrograde in that house, there is something to rethink, not... On the surface, it's like, okay, do I look at my diet? Do I look at how I exercise? Do I look at my relationship to uh, those unequal relationships, like to an employee or to your veterinarian or to your dentist? Do I, um, you know, do I get the animals in for their annual vaccination? All those things may apply, but they are only symbolic of you reflecting on the way you accomplish your will. That's where you want to go with it. Does that does that make sense? I can look at Barbara's thing now and see if 
Um, d- d- does that make sense? It, it elicited an "Oh my God" from Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Good. 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 But yeah. So that's just an, uh, the first example of how where Mercury is right now. Rethink, reconsider, and yeah, you might reconsider the, the, your current diet. It might be time for you know carb cycling or something new. And but that's only a symbol of reconsidering the ways and means that you deliberately create, the way that you you accomplish your will. I really like that you said ritual magic oh, is just another way to say deliberate creation. Kim, I thought that yeah. was really cool. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's what it was all about. Magic was accomplishing your will. It was create. It was deliberately creating. Instead of saying, I'm going to be buffeted around by the storm, I'm going to make storms. <laughs> I'm going to make. I'm going to direct storms. I'm going to step up and participate and not be just a uh, receiver. So, um, was is anyone else want to? Me to elaborate on would where on, Mercury is. Would you look on mine? This is Julie Brock. I sent it, I think, to you today, Kim. Oh, Julie, hi. Yeah, hi. no, I had you on file. Thank I'm you, dear. Sure. I know. <laughs> Thank you so much. You were, you're born in Los Angeles, right? Correct, Mendo. Yeah, I got you. Okay, and I am looking now. Okay. And looking. Okay, this is interesting because okay. right now Mercury is in your second house. Huh? And it's going to turn around and go backwards all the way into your first house. So what that means is you get two areas of life. Oh, <laughs> oh and what would those be? But I don't yes, know what that's the what yeah. first <laughs> Okay, the first area of life uh-huh. is the, the second house. And on the surface, this is the money house. Uh-huh. This is the finances, uh-huh. money, um, possessions, and your relationship to it. Very much your, how you relate to money. Jeanette's talked so much about our money vibe and our relationship to money. So it's not like, oh, I need to go look at my um, ledger and my bank account and do my sums. That, um, that's probably not going to be near as productive as reflecting on your relationship to money. And that's really just a symbol as well. Uh, for your relationship to your core values. The second house is very much what your uh your core values are. Can you like you don't you don't have to name them, but could you on the spot right now name five core values that that, that strongly resonate with you? Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Re- and you might want to you know that core value exercise that uh that Jeanette, is that in the download library? It, I believe it is. Yes. Can you believe okay. this, Jeanette? How that how this is hitting with with what's going on? With, I know. Right now. No, is that seriously. amazing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jeanette oh, knows okay. what's going on. So that, and some of my other friends, cool. And yeah, because I that's okay. interesting. Okay. And the first. So you might want to reflect on your core values because they do change. Mm-hmm. And because you're super solid, and you can say yes. I got my five core values or whatever. I know my core values. I don't know how long you've had them, but you may want to. There might be one that hasn't been acknowledged 
Mm-hmm. And there might be one that you're kind of maybe has lived out a bit and is ready to move, to, oh, uh, transform. Oh. Yeah. What? what? Yeah. She, she said, I'm ready to move out and transform because I am in a job transition and I feel like I've already vibrationally have started to enter it. Okay. Right. So you're in that. Uh, I'm in a transition and I, and I just, and I'm not resisting it really at all. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Good. So we know that to, to really get into alignment, we, we want to be living our core values. So any new job or any new situation in your life. Right. It needs to vi- vibrate that new core value. Absolutely. Or your your authentic core values. So spend the next next three weeks. I would go through that core value exercise again, even if you've done okay. it recently. No, I have not. Again. Okay, definitely. That's on the cards for you. Then. Cool. Okay. Re- thank do you. that core value exercise okay. and allow for one that you may have brushed over before because it was like, you know, too, you just couldn't, you couldn't let it in. Okay. The other thing about the second house is our, we've got a lot of talents there, and they're often hidden. It's, there could be a new talent wanting to well up, and you may, uh, we we resist, we seem to resist naturally being as much as we can possibly be. Or whether that's cultural or what, I don't know. But we we have this resistance to to a certain kind of excelling in our in our true talents, and it's possible that there is a latent talent in there wanting to well up as oh. well. So give give that some thought. So then, about halfway through the Mercury retrograde, it goes back into your first house. Oh, lovely. And okay. Th- so there's more. You get yeah. Yours is pretty complex. So there's more. And what we're talking here is how you express that out into the world. Hmm. So it, it's a very internal um, kind of checking core values, checking into um, what's happening there. If there's any talents that are welling up, and then it's a reflecting on how you relate yourself out there to the world. What is your relationship? To, to others, and it's like your. What's your shop window like? You know how oh, they change the shop win, window every once in a while, or every I don't know week in those de- like big department stores and stuff. They're they're showing you. They're trying to give you a hint of what's inside to get you to come in. And we all have sh- our shop windows, but we can get stuck in them. And sometimes the you know our inner selves is like way outgrown those two mannequins and the you know, whatever <laughs> that's in there. And it right. might be time to to have a look at that, um, what's going on in that shop window. So those, that would be um, super supportive for you to cool. investigate. Well, God bless you. Thank time. you so much for that. It's very, oh, very helpful and very right on target with cool. what's going on with me. So thanks very much. Awesome. Okay. Is there um, is there anyone else who wants to? Yes. <laughs> okay, is that Greg? Greg. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me click on you. <laughs> Metaphorically, of course. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, so Greg, <laughs> we oh we talked about this a little bit, didn't we? Because it's in your you know it's in your ninth house. Yep. And your ninth house has a very powerful significance for you because you have the moon there 
among other things. But the moon for you natally, uh, that's where home is. That's what feels like home and heart and uh, connection. And as Mercury retrogrades through your ninth, this is just such a beautiful opportunity for you to rethink all your intimate connections and your philosophies around them. What are your beliefs around your your connections in life? And not just with people, but with maybe with the land and with the environment and with uh, your your place in the world, but make it big. The idea is to expand out and really reflect on your your philosophy of life. What are your beliefs in life? And I know we spend as deliberate we're just we're always kind of thinking about this, but the idea is to there's a certain spin you got to you know, and it's real strong in you because you're a strong personality and this spin wants to just slow down and be a philosopher for the next <laughs> three weeks, you know. Be um be very much in the big picture of how you establish a belief and how that belief then leads you to relate to, to people and your environment and at your your entire uh, world. Does that make sense? It does. Right? It does. Okay. Uh, you sound hesitant. Um, yeah, I'm thinking. I was, w- w- yeah, because when we first kind of, when I looked at the things, I was a bit more thinking more specifics and a bit small. So the the thinking big kind of is throwing me. But but that's good. That's good. All right. Yeah. See, in the ninth house, we are talking big, broad, sweeping strokes and unexplored horizons. You need to go. Need's not the right word. You could go. (laughs) You could find it real supportive to go places you've never been before. Mm. And that physically or also like mentally? It can be physically. There's like three levels of it. You can physically take your body. Let me tell you something about the ninth house because it's so interesting. In ancient astrology, ninth house was long journeys. And the third house, which is opposite it, is short journeys. And that all worked really well as long as we were like on horses and donkeys. And then <laughs> then came trains and then came airplanes. And it's like, okay, how long does a journey have to be to be a ninth house journey? <laughs> and and it got, we had, you know, 20th century uh, astrologers had to really nut this out. So we got to the core of what the meaning really is. A ninth house journey, let's start with the third. The short journey is going somewhere you know. It's a journey in your neighborhood, in your community, somewhere you've been, and it's familiar. A ninth house journey is going somewhere you've never been before. It's a new horizon. So if I travel from Sydney to New York every week, that trip is, a, is under the third house short journey because it's familiar. I know the road. If I've never been to Kyogle, which is um, 
I don't know, it's about 90 miles inland from uh, where I am right now. Not, you know, no, not 90 miles. It might be, yeah, it's a short, it's an hour drive inland. Okay, that would be a long journey for me because I've never been there. So the so, ninth house is New Horizons, and it ref- you go there either physically, you take yourself somewhere you've never been before. You go there uh, spiritually. For Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it can be, the idea is it's a new culture, it's a new experience that you haven't, had you can you if you've never been to the ethnic um uh restaurant down the street going there is a ninth house journey you enter a whole new culture you taste food you've never had before you know it took you three minutes to walk to it that's a long journey for you because you're going somewhere you've never been before okay would would shamanic journeying in this time period be helpful if he, if you don't do it very regularly, <laughs> if it's not a familiar <laughs> thing to you, yes. Meditation, the thing, okay, I'm not sure, because shamanic journeys have a lot of intention uh, applied to them, right? You, there's right. very powerful right. attentions. And my feeling is something more along the lines of simple meditation, because... Mm. You are calming the mind and relaxing the mind, and you don't have, okay, I'm going to do A to get to B. The idea is to let loose that sense of doing something to accomplish and and rest the mind, calm the mind. Do you, have you done any of that intentional resting with, with, Dan Howard. Yes, um, Dan Howard. Have you ever? Uh, no, but I'm I'm actually thinking about taking. I've got some free time coming up starting tomorrow afternoon, and my plan was to take about kind of following Jeanette's um, instruction is to take like three to four days where I just pretty much do nothing except well, a little bit of thinking and pondering and musing. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be absolutely. Lovely. And do you meditate? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so is it uh, transcendental meditation or a uh, mantra-oriented meditation? Or uh... My mind is more along the lines of the Abe CD. Of the what? The Abraham oh. CD. Oh, okay, all right. Um, now, I don't... See, I haven't uh, experienced that, so I don't know where... We're out with it, but the important thing, the most important thing for you coming up is to not focus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. And this is good we're talking. Because... Focus <laughs> on not focusing, time. Greg. Pardon? I said focus on not focusing, Greg. Yeah, no, yeah. just... Yeah, just... Yeah. Um, if you're going to set an intention over the next three weeks, it's let it read something like um, let go or allow or just single words and with not – make it as non-goal-oriented as possible. 
because what you this journey that you're after and what you the potential of what you can experience right now requires it's like a hero's journey and it requires that you set down your shield take off your armor set down the sword turn the horse out to pasture sit down and close your eyes and that's going to take you somewhere you've never been before cool thank you very much yeah. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> Kim, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Kim, I'd, I'd like to run a question by you. Is it possible that um, different sun signs have different ways of best managing their retrograde mercury? There was a question in the chat room about Aries um, and how uh-huh. they might be even more challenged than the average person to slow down a little. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay, Aries, yes, for all you Aries out there. And remember, we all have all 12 signs of the zodiac in our chart. And if the sun is born in that sign, yes, we've got a lot more awareness of that energy. We've got, we're, we're dialed more into that energy, but we can all... We all have that experience, and we might have our Mars there. We might have another planet there. So it's um, it's not just your sun sign, so it's important to know that. But people with sun sign in Aries, actually any of the cardinal signs, so we're looking at um, Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, those cardinal signs, that is their modality, their form of motion, and it is action and initiation. So there's a real kind of push to all the cardinal signs, and they like to put things, set things in motion and be doing. So for them, the idea of, you know, stop, reflect, and um, don't, you know, your intention is to allow, that's like almost creepy. It can feel like really, and so there's obviously you don't, you don't want to do anything that is getting your hackles up, and if you're fr- you know, frothing and feeling really um, frustrated with it, it's not accomplishing what we're setting out to do. Um, I love that with, with transcendental meditation for I think kids under maybe at 14, they give you what's called a walking mantra, meaning you keep doing your thing, you keep swinging on the swing set, you keep you know charging down the field and running around the track and doing all the things that uh, feel like you're in motion, but they're in the background. When you think of it, when you want to, there's your mantra, and you are um, aligning your intellect with your your body and you're calming the mind at the same time. For an Aries in particular, there is a real powerful need. Your feel-good is in doing and action. And I want you to think about, metaphorically, about the samurai or the martial artist. Okay, these are forms of, uh, very powerful forms of calming the mind. And you're also kicking the crap out of a, uh, out of, not necessarily another person, but like a punching bag. Or you, you do not have to stop the physical doing. As a matter of fact, lots of physical action could be super supportive. The idea is that you, you lighten up the mind in the way that you just release these preconceived ideas. You're trying to, you want to loosen up 
your grip on what you think is. Because being so solid and so convinced about what is is um, a barrier for what really is. Because what is is constantly changing. And we get these little glimpses of it. And if you hold on too tight, you know, the show is way down the road and you've missed it. Because you're still back there with what you thought it was, you know, when you when you grabbed onto that idea. So for Aries, I mean, what is it? To who am I talking to in the chat room? Brigitte. Um, we oh, also, right. Okay. Give, but we had a couple give, others who were really relating with that. In fact, I think Brigitte said she's got a Sun, Moon, Venus, and Mercury in Aries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So super powerful. Um, super powerful doer. And um, Brigitte, I know you sent me your data, and I, I was on the call when I got it, so I haven't been able to plug it into the chart uh, to my uh, computer and tell you where Mercury is going retrograde. I'll do that when we hang up, and I'll shoot you an email with just let you know what house it is and where um, where you can apply that uh, that time of reflection and reconsidering what your what your thoughts are about that area of life. So we'll we'll do that. But in the meanwhile, anyone with that much Aries, I would have to ask, okay, what do you do? How do you move the body? How do you engage your fire? What is it uh, that you do? I mean, this this is a um, you know, do you do martial arts? Are you are you really using your your body as an expression in life? And if you are, this is not a time to stop doing that. Do this. The body keeps moving. That's all right. I mean, keep um, keep doing those things, but you're going to be reconsidering other aspects of your life while you do it. It's like saying Mercury's retrograde. Oh, don't eat for the next month. <laughs> you know, that's not one of the <laughs> commands. You, um, depending on how how much your your physical like. Maybe you're a dancer and you teach dance and you need to, maybe it's important for you to reconsider that aspect of your life, but that doesn't mean you stop dancing. Gotcha. It it means you're going to reconsider how you're applying that to your life. If it's retrograde for your sixth house and you need to consider your diet, you don't stop eating. You just reconsider how you're going to eat. So it is, and it's such a good point. It doesn't mean that you you stop um moving around however you it's not ideal to initiate new projects at this time because if you if you if your homework is to reconsider how you think about something and you start something new all your focus is on making on that goal and making the new thing happen and so that doesn't leave a lot of space to reconsider what's going on and it doesn't leave space for you to create something new because you've already locked at the end of this retrograde period when you have your insights oh i want to do it this way wouldn't this be interesting too late i'm already committed to doing it this old way does that help at all kim i'm so in crazy love with you it's ridiculous you're you're so generous with us and yet i as we're almost at the top of the hour i'm thinking in my oh, vortex. my God. I know. In my vortex is more time with Kim, even though you know. Oh, wow. Time. But I, I, there was another question I wanted to um, – we asked for clarification on 
Does anyone know the one I'm asking from Spirited Strider? She said, I thought I heard her say that for each of us in the next three weeks, the key words would be to allow and let go. Um, Yeah, I think think there was conversation for Greg about that, and we just wanted clarification. That applies to all of us. Did I get the question right, you guys? I think so. I'll let go. That's what Barbara said. Is yeah. That, okay. Yeah, I got yeah. the question right. So, yeah. so think Kim, about just even in general. Think about how you rest your mind. Think about how you play. How do you create peaceful reflection? What are your core values? Are you living them? Take a few moments every day to just close your eyes and think about that and uh, reflect on that. Regardless of where Mercury is going backwards in your chart, that's going to be super helpful. Absolutely super helpful. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, We have maybe six more minutes before the top of the hour. Was there anything you wanted to recap for us, Kim, or do you want to take one more question from someone? If there's one more question, I'll take it. Otherwise, I'll just talk, I'll talk really uh, briefly about the Mars opposite Pluto square Uranus. Oh, yeah, 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 oh. yeah. There was other stuff besides Mercury retro. Yes, yeah, I want to hear there's it. A few <laughs> other kinda, there's a few other cool things happening, but this is, this is one I really um, want to just uh, touch base with. And without going into the astronomy of it all, there's um, a, a certain alignment of the planets, um, really powerhouse planets at uh, the middle of the month. So real specifically between the 8th and the 11th, but basically uh, the energies around all months. And what I can, what's going on in a nutshell is that anything that you've been sitting on, anything that you are tolerating, anything that uh, isn't really resonating with you and you're in a little bit of denial or I don't want to deal with it or I can make this right and you're kind of you there's there's something deep inside you that you're not acknowledging that you're probably not very happy with you're putting up with if if something like that's going on um then this powerful alignment is going to blow it sky high no one's talking. Um, it's a, it's a good, this is a I'm, good thing. Just Jeanette, this I'm ex- swearing in the chat room because this is exactly what caused my homework from my coach. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> she was. <laughs> okay. But this is, I think, that blowing, blowing sky high, this is awesome. Who wants to, who wants to be repressed? Who right. wants to have something so... They're tolerating so much because they think they're meant to or this is the best thing or they have an idea that they're fixated on, that I can make this work or whatever the hell the idea is. Uh, I guarantee you, if you have a big disruption in your life at this time, it's because you're, it's not in alignment with you and something your unconscious has had enough and it's exploding with it. It's like, get this off my back. Get this monkey off my back. That just blows my mind. Excuse me, this is Julie again, Jeanette. If you know what I'm saying, it just yeah, it just really does. It's perfect. It's so perfect. Thank you, Kim. Really, God, can you just feel all the love and thanks that we have for you? Yeah, I do. Thank you. You're welcome. It is so my pleasure. It's a super honor to just be talking to you guys and sharing this and 
um, just know that if things get uh, catchy and, and there is disruption, stop and remind yourself and say, oh, thank you, thank you. I didn't realize how much this bugged me. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't want this in my life. Or, I, you know, just really see it as your ally. A lot of, if you go online and you read up about this, it's going to say, ooh, you know, explosive and don't go try to do any diplomatic, you know, don't discuss. And that's that's just um, ridiculous. That's just superficial, not what it means. The core thing is we're releasing a really deep toleration, and um, let's be grateful. Tell me again the planets that were involved in their in their angle. Okay, so Mars, Mars, which has just gone into Cancer, which is super interesting because it's those two. Um, cancer is more reserved and doesn't really like to venture yeah. out unless uh, Cancer knows things are safe. Mars is the, is the warrior, you know, and so you put the two together and you have a lot of warrior energy going in towards your feelings, towards your relationships. How do I really connect? And you can be very brave about examining those areas in your life at this time. So that's a wonderful tool to use in reflection, especially if Mercury is retrograding through your seventh house of relationship, which it is for some of us here. It today. is for Jeanette, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's a, that's a, your ally for going, your warrior ally who's going to be with you in that kind of inner uh, exploration. And what happens is Mars will oppose Pluto, which is in, in um, Capricorn, lines up to oppose Pluto, and it gets the square from Uranus, or Uranus, however we like to pronounce it. How do you pronounce Uh, it? Well, see, I've been taught, I was taught Uranus, and then you get, I just adapt to however people are saying it, so they feel that no one's said it yet, so I don't know how to adapt, so I go to my default. (laughs) Um, Say it however you like. (laughs) Well, however you say it, it sounds like a bodily function, so I don't know. Pluto and Uranus are super powerhouse uh, planets, and they they kind of, if you put the two together, the metaphor would be erupting volcano because they release and they free repressed energy. Wow. And cool. and if you're too close to the volcano, you know, somebody might get a little singed. But that's that's okay. That's just another part of the experience. Because if anyone's in your volcanic fallout area, I guarantee that they've got something to do with what was repressed. <laughs> so if they're copying anything, or if you're copying any of theirs, don't point the finger and you, you, you. Just just say, okay, this has something to do with me. This has something to do with my vibe. We've got a connection here. Because, you know, I'm covering them with molten lava, and, and I'm choking on their fallout. So... <laughs> To, to sort of step back and see the bigger picture that right. uh, anyone involved in that that is on the receiving or giving end of some powerful energy at this time is because they're part of the toleration or they're part of whatever is being released. So this is not a time to apologize for wild and crazy behavior. This is a time to Wait. say, this is part of you, buddy. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> wow. 
Owning it. Wow. Kim, thank you for that. I'm so glad you made time to share yes. that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Is there, does anyone else have any questions? I know we're all kind of at the hour, but I'm happy. Miss, I don't want to leave anyone hanging. Mitch, can I, what if I'm not sure what toleration is under my recent explosion? <laughs> Mitch, you're oh, okay. That's, who's who's sick? That's who's Mitch. Talking? Okay, can I look at your chart, Mitch? Where is Mitch? He's in chat room. and I'm, No, I meant in my chart file. Oh, he's in <laughs> Mitch. I think. I'm just going to quickly check and see if I have him. I tried to put everyone yes, in one. There, there he is. Is it all right if I? Yes. Um, yes. I won't discuss. Um, and I'm just going to. I'm quickly looking at. Okay. Cancer 
those three, the sign of cancer, are um, right in there for kind of different reasons, but mm. all in there to the uh, very, very powerful driving force. And as ch- uh, in our society, particular growing up as well, children, obviously, <laughs> growing up, uh, we the the urge to ingratiate the approval of the parents is like is extremely powerful extremely powerful and that translates then to all our relationships mm-hmm. and it it's real important to know there's nothing wrong with wanting to uh connect and it's not like ooh people pleasing is bad it's only bad if it's not in alignment with our that we really want to go yeah. is where you want to go Please do all the pleasing you want in with people who are in vibrational alignment with where you want to go, and then you've got the best of both worlds. You're, you're autonomous and independent, and creating your uh, path. And anyone you know in your vicinity is in that vibration, and and so being connected with them and being caring and solicitous of them is going to be in alignment with your true goal. What often happens is we don't, because we're not supported growing up being that super independent, going my direction, we're too busy pleasing, you know, doing what, you know, dad thought would be a good career or doing, you know, what's going to make the family happy and then, and of course, very quickly the relationship happy and um, that sort of thing. Thank you, that- Kim. Yeah, com- comments from Mitch and others that that clears up a lot and makes Great. good sense. So thank you. Good, 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 good. Excellent. Wow, what an hour! Wow. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. This has been awesome. Is there anyone else who's uh, look? If you if you didn't get a chance to get some clarity, um, I am super busy right now. But do, do email. I have. Venus in Cancer, and I am a people pleaser. Okay, shoot me an email, and I'll just send you a real quick um, d- direction on uh, where retrograde and possibly where your toleration popper is going to pop. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that, Kim. And everyone, I'm just going to invite all of us to send Kim lots of love and appreciation mm-hmm. and Thanks. all good oh, things, yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Fabulous, fabulous call. Already looking forward to next month. <laughs> great. Yeah, all right. Okay, you're Thanks. very yeah. welcome. Bye, everybody. Have Thank a great week. Thank you for having Bye. me. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye, Bye-bye. Thanks, Kim. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.